Hello and welcome to Be Film Brew Crew. My name is Oscar, and no. that's Edgar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This week, uh, Clemente couldn't make it, so we had Edgar fill in. He's from uh, the All Strength No Int podcast. If you want to check him out, you can do that. Uh, he's pretty much everywhere that you can find us: iTunes, Spotify, Twitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. So make sure you do that. And uh, here on Be Film Brew Crew, on this podcast, we review B-rated movies, and sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, but they're always something special. Uh, this week's movie, we had a movie called Astro Zombies, and this week's beer, we had one called Hinano Tahiti. Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about the beer there? So this is a pale lager, um, basically brewed in Tahiti, and their um, description of it is brewed since 1955 according to the traditional process of master brew- brewers. Enjoy the flavor of high quality beer. And this is, like I said, a product of Tahiti and it was brewed in French Polynesia. Um, yeah. So it's a lager beer. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing unusual for us here. Lots of lagers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not going to get any like bitter taste from it. It does taste kind of fresh, clean, crisp. Um, I kind of want to say nothing special, unfortunately. Like, yeah. it's a lager. I, I don't know. It, um, That seems to be a trend with most lagers, where they're just per- very, like, simple-tasting lagers. Like, if you've had a lager, most of them taste about the same. There have mm. been a few exceptions. Uh, I believe last week we had Red Stripe, which had, a, like, a slightly maltier taste to mm. it, which made it very distinct for a lager compared to this one specifically, Um, and some of the other ones we've had, but... Uh, this is the most recent one. And yeah, it definitely, this one definitely felt just like your typical lager. It did, I feel like it did feel or taste a little stronger than maybe like a Bud Light or something like that. Yeah, it's got a little more flavor. I mean, I am still kind of sick, so taste buds are kind of out there. But I mean, for the <laughs> most part, it's still nothing special. Um, I quickly read a few things and the company that like makes this is owned by Heineken. Mm-hmm. And you can essentially taste a bit of that Heineken that like little brew. after as Clemente would say that little skunky aftertaste yeah mm-hmm. yeah that definitely seems like a, a reoccurring thing with this so yeah like a very very light hint like when you mentioned that I was like oh That's I can what it is. I can I can see that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah just very faint though mm-hmm. okay yeah so that was the beer uh, and again the name was Kinano Tahiti okay and from Tahiti <laughs> Tahiti yep. yep okay so again the movie we were watching is Astro Zombies uh, the synopsis was uh, the plan to build a superhuman. How? By murdering innocent, uh, convenient victims and using various bits of them. The result? Creatures on the rampage. Which is not a real synopsis that we saw. We right, we took the one off of uh, uh, Amazon uh, Prime. And the synopsis is a lie. <laughs> because creatures on the rampage, there was only one. The, the, I mean, the, there was barely any. Yeah. There was like three or four or something like that that would occasionally. But I mean, only one would show up per scene, if that. No, there was only one Astro Zombie. Well, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, the genre of this movie apparently was horror and sci fi. <laughs> uh, it was released in 1968. The mm-hmm. director is Ted V. Michaels. It had an estimated budget of $37,000. I couldn't find the MPA rating, but I would assume it's probably close to R because there was a lot of murder. And there was some blood and stuff like that. Uh, and some partial nudity, I guess, for yeah. the time. Uh, although back then, who knows? It could have probably been PG-13. Anyways, scores are currently 3.1 on IMDb, 
and an 18% audience score. Uh, it stars uh, Weddell Quarry, John uh, Carradine, and Tom Pace. The notable actors in this are obviously uh, John Carradine, who voiced the Great Owl in The Secret of Nim and was in The Grapes of Wrath as Jim Casey. Uh, some notable other facts about this movie. It was shot over a period of six days. Uh, shot on a budget of $37,000, of which $3,000 went to pay John Carradine's salary. Uh, so six days, $3,000, that bad. Um, a sequel, Mark of the Astro Zombies, was made in 2004. So a 33-year-later sequel to the movie, which wow. we might get to one day. Uh, the Misfits song... Astro Zombies is a tribute to this film, apparently. I knew that because I w was looking it up and I saw a couple of posters with that. I'm like, wait, that sounds awfully familiar. Mm -hmm. And, and I, that's... that's why I asked you if you like The Misfits. Right yeah, that's pretty started. cool. Yeah. Uh, and many <clears throat> critics regard this as the worst film ever made, which I would have to disagree. I don't feel like it was that bad. It's not bad. There, maybe back then, sure, but nowadays, definitely not the worst movie ever made. <laughs> um. But yeah, we also, uh, along with our drinking uh, from different parts of the world and mm -hmm. watching this movie, we make drinking rules based off the synopsis. Uh, and this week, Clemente wasn't here, but he had whenever people die was his rule. Mine was whenever we see a spy or CIA, CIA agent. But of course, they had. I said that they had to, we had to know for sure they were an agent, a CIA agent or a spy. Like They had to specify that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Unfortunately, it, my rule only came up once. There was only one confirmed CIA yeah, agent. Yeah, it's like you know that that's what they are, but they never mentioned it or anything. Right, they just said the the one time was when he, one of them got caught by what were the spies who were never called spies. And the spies were the one that said what he was. Right, he's like, he's a CIA agent, and then they killed him. And I was like, well, damn it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what you came up with a rule. What was your rule? My rule was every time an astro zombie or creature scares a person yeah and then and even that fell kind of flat i mean i got four yeah clemente's so. uh whenever people die got a whopping uh 15 <laughs> so if he was here he would have won and i would have lost this time I, I still need to take my shot i forgot <laughs> uh so clemente you lucked out either way all right um and i'll give a quick summary of the movie so it was very confusing in the beginning, I feel like. I mean, it's like trying to create solar-powered Frankensteins. Yes, that's exactly... Actually, that's a great... Yeah, it, it, it's like they're in the future and it's a Frankenstein, but... And I guess, yeah, he lost control, but he's the doctor is still alive. Yeah. So he's trying to create another one that's morally correct mm -hmm. because I guess at the time that he was, that he was initially creating this creature, he only had uh, convicts' brains to mm -hmm. work with and put into these bodies. And again, they call them zombies, but they aren't actually zombies. They were synthetic, so right. they were more, I feel like, android-ish. He went a little further in, like, how these zombies were created, because obviously in the typical Frankenstein, you know, they just reanimate a larger body. That way it's easier to sew up, you know, the blood and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. In this one, he actually takes the route of completely um, removing their blood and then, you know, putting that um, synthetic non-decaying or basically like a blood that doesn't um cause damage or doesn't decay and you know right some like a fuel or like an oil or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah i mean the like like i said the the summary of this movie is pretty much that it's uh cia agents and spies have heard of uh dr demarco who's created this creature 
they're mm-hmm. trying to track him down to find to either stop him mm-hmm. or steal his knowledge. And it's just uh, you know, a back and forth between the spies mm-hmm. and the agents trying to see who gets to him first mm-hmm. and gets the information. And along the way, and a I couple mean, of people died. Yeah, and I mean, DeMarco, I mean, he has the same mentality where what he's doing isn't wrong. Right. He actually has like a novel cause uh, behind it and everything. Oh, you always do. Yeah. Huh? So yeah. he's actually trying to help and, you know, create um, right. a monster or not a monster a creature with a bunch of knowledge from. To be fair people. to him also, he never like when his creature went on the rampage, he tried to create a morally correct one and he wasn't trying to like, he wasn't actively going out and killing people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the bodies he got, he either acquired through like, well, he did kidnap a guy that died on the side of the road. Yeah. But I mean, he didn't like go out of his way to kill them himself. Right. And and then he did have a, also just because it was funny, he had a Igor type character. Yes. Whose name was Francho. Francho. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he, he was a mute. He was like hunched over and. Yeah. It was funny because at some point we found out that he he was running his own experiment (laughs) and it was just a a girl that he was, I guess, trying to turn into an astro zombie for himself. Like literally it was basically a model strapped to a bed that kept trying to struggle to get out and he kept getting like some little flask with bubbly stuff. Yeah, to knock her out and eventually like do the transfer. And there was like three scenes where DeMarco like stopped him from doing that so he could, you know, help him with his research. (laughs) But it seemed like Frencho was mostly there to kind of give the doctor a reason to explain to us what he's doing right yeah i agree which isn't bad i mean it's a yeah clever way of doing it right you're you're talking to your assistant letting him know what he's doing yeah or letting yeah so that way and then you know Franchot is trying to recreate it on his own yeah and i guess that kind of gave it more purpose as to why he was actually saying what he was doing step by step yeah so that you know his assistant could do it later on so yeah, so you think the tone fit the the movie horror and uh, sci-fi? I mean, I do feel like they tried to go that route. It almost seemed more actiony, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of shooting guns and fighting yeah. for for what it was. Like it sounded like it started off with like a Frankenstein esque movie, but it kind of switched to CIA versus spies for the most part. Yeah, it just happened to be that the zombie thing was like an inconvenience. Yeah, the the zombie was the goal, and he just happened to be there. Yeah. But it was really, yeah, spy versus agents. Yeah, I, yes. I, I agree with you. So it wasn't, like, scary, but it was, I mean, action-ish. I feel like they did try to make the horror aspect, but it just, I guess because it's so so much older, or what we think is horror is completely different. Right. Maybe for back then, it was kind of a scary movie. Yeah. There was a lot of silence, mm-hmm. and there was... Uh, tension that was built up i guess in some scenes Mm -hmm. but i never felt like it was truly horrifying it was more Mm -hmm. like oh surprise and that was it there wasn't i feel like they built it up enough as a horror yeah to to justify that but sci-fi yeah i mean he's a synthetic creature he's not a zombie clearly right but they were really quick on just accepting that like they even mentioned like oh we shouldn't call him a zombie but they're zombies yeah (laughs) Yeah, they yeah yeah they did actually go talk about that. Yeah. Okay. What um, I, I f- one thing that I kind of liked seeing this movie was kind of I'm gonna say the evolution of the screen because if you kind of see a lot of the different uh, scenes where the monster scared the person, they have a much different screen than you're used to in your day to day movie. Like you have a very loud shrilling um like shriek or yell or something whenever somebody's scared nowadays. You know mm-hmm. to emphasize yeah. it. But in this one, you still have a female character, 
but it's like ah, uh, uh, or it it's different. Like the scream is totally different. Yeah, than what yes. you're used to hearing. Yeah, I I don't know how we could even recreate that sound. Yeah. It was very unique. It did sound like she was being murdered. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah, like they try to exaggerate a murder or something, but yeah. it was still different. Yeah, it wasn't that super shrill scream. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about cinematography? What'd you think of that? I felt. I mean, does that fall in with like the nighttime and all that stuff too? Yeah, like the cinema, how <sighs> cinematic it was, and well, camera work and editing and switching from camera to camera. So they started off really strange in the movie because it followed some lady home in a car, and mm-hmm. um, then the zombie appeared in her garage outright yeah. and yeah. you know killed her. Mm-hmm. But the drive to her house was basically the entire intro. And she mm-hmm. played no other role. Like, they didn't even mention her as a victim or anything. Okay, well, thinking about it now, <clears throat> I, it's kind of how most horror movies start, right? It's like how they introduce the villain. Oh, I guess. It's like uh, Jason, they go to the camp, and or before they even go to camp, before they introduce the main characters, right. it's just some random person in the forest, some hikers or whatever, yeah. and happen to pass by, and then they get killed, and then that's how you know it's... The horror story or whatever. I guess. Yeah. You were here for Thanksgiving, right? Yes. That's also how it started. It was back in the day that Turkey kills someone. Right. But I mean, that had the history behind it or whatever. Right. But like, at least they kind of referenced that back. Like in this movie, they never once mentioned anything about this lady dying. That's true. And I wonder if that's just like they were trying to uh, convey like, hey, this is this is a crazy guy Mm. because he was a convict and he'll just go to random people and kill them. Mm. But then later on, it was like. Oh, you'd think he was coming after me, which was one of the assistants right. that had worked with Dr. DeMarco at yeah. some point and knew who the, the convict was, had seen him die at the hospital when they went to harvest his organs. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, we kind of focus on that because there was a, another driving scene at the start where it just took too long. Yeah. Like, they oh. could have easily been, like, cut in half and, you know, mm-hmm. we'd get the same message that, oh, they drove to a place. Right. There was a... <laughs> uh, he was driving to the meeting point of where they were going to make a transaction of um, some audio tape yeah. that had Dr. DeMarco's, like, uh, well, his recorded speech of... His, his process or yeah, whatever. Yeah, experiment. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, well, sort of related, but cinematography-wise, like, I feel like they, there was too many points in the movie where it was just too dark. They had yeah. no lighting, no artificial lighting. They used all natural light, and it just made scenes too dark. In some scenes, all you could see was a white shirt floating. It was really strange. Like, I guess it's because this was done in like 68 that they didn't really have the, I don't know if it's knowledge or technology or the money to afford this, Mm -hmm. but you see a lot of scenes where in one angle, it looks dark, almost like if it's past midnight or something. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if once they change angles, because, you know, let's say the concrete in the backyard and the pool is really bright, it almost makes it seem like it was maybe six or seven in the afternoon. Yeah, where you still have the like, residual light, but mm-hmm. obviously there's still shadows on things. Yes, it's getting close to like uh, <clears throat> either sunset or sunrise. Yes, that's a twilight type thing. Yeah, so it, it was just strange seeing a lot of the night shots where it was kind of all over the place. So it kind of threw that off. Mm-hmm. Like I guess if all of this was happening at night, it might be a little more scary or something. But for the most part, it did throw off a lot of the feel of the movie. Right, and another thing I feel like this movie didn't do very well was the passage of time. There was a lot of parts where. They would kept cutting to like scenes kind of showing time was passing, mm-hmm. but I, it, you could never tell how much time had passed. One scene in the specific was when they were at a club 
and they did the exchange and then they ran the guy out over outside of the club mm-hmm. or restaurant or whatever it was. And then later on, I don't know if it, I felt like it was later in that day, they went back to the same club, which was still open. Yeah. Like you'd think they'd close the place down after like a person, got, two people got killed there. Yeah. And they didn't even mention that first killing until like toward the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, so it took a long time for that scene near the beginning to matter. Yeah. So I don't know if time, how much time had passed. I, I'm, it felt like it had been a few hours, but, yeah. it, but it, I think they were trying to say it was maybe a few days. Yeah. I, I don't know. So that, that, that kind of threw me off in, in the time. Oh, big time. Yeah. What about music? I felt like that was probably one of their strongest points. I mean, if you saw a lot of, like, just not, not music in general or just their audio, mm-hmm. I do think that that is probably what kept it closest to the horror um, genre. Mm-hmm. Um, because in a lot of the scenes where they had the, um, I don't know, the doctors and stuff, mm-hmm. they had that beeping sound so it makes it seem almost oh, like a okay. lab the background noise yeah yeah there's um the heartbeats mm-hmm. the heartbeat is just in almost everything when right they start talking about you know the zombies mm-hmm. so that kind of kept it going kept it like ominous and i mean even in subtitles you would see like ominous music mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we have subtitles on yeah <laughs> sometimes it's hard to understand the people I'm it sorry. is like you even mentioned that today mm-hmm. yeah the doctor <laughs> yeah when we first met him right he was he was like mumbling I don't know what he was doing, but it was just very difficult to understand what he's saying. If the subtitles weren't there, I really wouldn't have known what he was saying. Yeah. And even, I mean, I, even reading it, I didn't understand. It was a lot of the the scientific jargon they were just throwing in there for the Yeah, they try it. to make it overly, like, scientific or just too much jargon so people would assume that it's real. Yeah. Which, and, I mean, it makes sense. It's 1968. Yeah. And, I mean, I think they made it pretty believable. They did do, like, a huge explanation of like all the steps he was taking and mm-hmm. stuff like that i feel like they did a little too much but <laughs> the, you know oh the degaussing the chip that was painful to watch yeah we didn't know what was going on he's like he, he unscrewed a thing and then he unscrewed another thing and he put a chip <laughs> in it just threw it in there then claw, screwed it back on screwed the other part back on flipped the switch then unscrewed it and mm-hmm. unscrewed it again and then it was like really did we need to watch that you, yeah. like geez it was too too much but yeah i agree that the music and the sound effects in the background helped build those scenes up yeah. uh, a lot more. Uh, like when the Astro Zombie attacked, he had his own little like pulsating sound, like super sci-fi-ish. Yeah, yeah th- like they added a lot of like that twangy type of sound, like when you hit a big metal bar in like a hollow area and it's just like wah, wah, mm-hmm. wah, 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 or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, so I, I do feel like the music and the sound effects played a huge part in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it helped make it a lot better. It did. I mean, it definitely made it a little more like sci-fi than horror, I think. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, not bad. Their, yeah, I think their they did a good job. Audio was definitely really good. Mm-hmm. What about like special effects or props or anything like that? I don't think there was too many other than the actual Astro Zombie. There's an Astro oh. Zombie mask, and that's it. Uh, oh, the blood. Uh, no, no, no. My favorite one. Yes, the the lady's uh, suppressor or silencer, whatever oh. you want to call it. <laughs> Was like a uh, like a pipe fitting that they just screwed onto a gun. A gun yeah, yeah, that that was hilarious. It still had like the iron sight on the top and everything. Yeah, like that went through the. Fitting. Yeah, they, it was literally like a like a faucet thing, like but like a, without the actual screw on part. Yeah, uh, at the top, and they just like screwed it onto like the barrel of a gun to make it a suppressor. Yeah. And they zoomed in on the towards the end, um, and it just looked so shitty. Yeah. But other than that, like, if they hadn't done that zoom in, I wouldn't have noticed. Like, right. I knew she had a suppressor. Yeah. 
But man, when they zoomed in, that was real bad. Yeah, and I mean, even like we said, their audio was really good because they would hear you would hear like the suppressed sound, like the choo, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it wasn't until that zoom, and they were like, "Wait, what the fuck is that?" Yeah, it was very bad. <clears throat> um, as far as uh, like other props, they had like a brain and a heart, which the heart looked really weird, and they kept them in like a fish tank. Yeah, and, and it kept like having bubbles. Like, wouldn't that be horrible? Because that know. would show that there's something leaking in or escaping out of the heart. I, I, I honestly, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I don't know. And also their brains, they were, there was a part where they like hooked it up to something and they like turned it on and it started beeping. It's like, yeah, that means it's receiving and sending. And I was like, what? When they were trying to explain how the brain was controlled, like it was just a copper coil with like two nodes implanted into the brain that just shook really hard Mm -hmm, when they like turned on the transmitter and then they were like as you can clearly see and i was like no no you can't clearly see i don't know i felt like that was just done too much like he yeah he turned it and it was like shaking a little and then Mm -hmm. he kept turning it and yes the um transmission rate or whatever got higher and higher you know higher hertz Mm -hmm. but it didn't add anything after he went past like the second or third level right and this was supposed to show how you can transfer uh, like telepathically with the astral zombie or like between brains or yeah. whatever. And this was supposed to be, I guess they were supposed to be, I guess Dr. DeMarco used to work on the space program, but he got let go when he couldn't tell the difference between like a, a an hum- agent or something yeah, like a living creature and not a living creature. And yeah, he's like, and a body. Okay, okay, I, I guess like, if he was that dangerous, why'd you just let him go and then lose track of him? Yeah. Like a person like that, you keep tabs on, clearly. Uh, but anyway, yeah. as far as the props go, I feel like they, they were all right. For the time and for what they were supposed to be, I, I thought they were all right. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't anything extravagant that they really had to do. I mean, the mask mm-hmm. of the zombies was really the main thing that you kind of notice. Like yeah. the small little props, like you said, like the brain, heart, that just keep the scene, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like the lab was kind of pointless um, yeah. because I think they had to validate this other scientist that was the good guy or the ex-partner of DeMarco. Mm-hmm. And he had his lab assistants basically, quote unquote, running tests in the lab. Yeah. Which it, it was literally the same trip thing that you see to emphasize that, you know, science is happening. Well, I think <laughs> they were trying to recreate his experiments, weren't they? I honestly don't know. Because like, what... they had a brain there, too. I don't know what they were doing, though. I don't know. Like, it, they never emphasize it. And like I said, they the assistants would just walk over to it, look at it, and then walk away. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like they should make it, you know, walk over with a board, write down a thing, and or then something. turn around. Yeah, adjust the valve. I oh, don't know. And then that stupid human body prop that I kept mentioning. I'm like, okay, it, oh. they keep focusing on it. It was probably expensive. That's probably why they kept looking at it. <laughs> but okay, so it was basically like a little two foot, um, almost transparent oh, pro- human well, body figure. It was one foot, if that. maybe. Was, dude, that's like a foot. Yeah, and it was on a desk in front of like more science things, but they kept focusing on it, like if it was gonna do something. Mm-hmm. I think it was supposed to be like, like uh, the layout of the veins or something. Didn't it have like a bunch of little red stuff inside of it? I mean, it had like the white outline, or in, I don't remember exactly but I, I felt like it needed to play a bigger part i'm sorry but it did, they just focused on it too much they did go back back to it quite a bit okay uh, yeah but again the props i think were all right i think yeah. uh yeah it was fine what about the acting 
I was actually really surprised. Um, from the initial part where you start seeing the, I'm gonna say agents, although they like didn't really val or confirm it. Mm -hmm. Um, they were very professional. I mean, their words and everything was very professional. Mm. Um, I don't know. I thought they were good at decent actors at, you know, that type of conversing and stuff like that. Yeah. So the dialogue was good. Yeah. The dialogue was, was really good. Yeah. So, and okay. Yeah. I, I agree. I feel like, um, they all did a pretty good job. I really, I honestly really liked the, what's his name? Frenchie guy show <laughs> i don't know why like he had no speaking lines or anything like that but just because he had like you could tell like when the doctor kept calling him over when he kept mm -hmm. trying to do his experiment you could see the like damn it <laughs> let me just do this yeah. and uh I, I thought that was pretty funny and yeah. I, I understand it's supposed to be a serious movie but yeah. it was just i don't know i, I really appreciated the his facial uh reactions and yeah. his emotions that he portrayed i think he did a good job and everyone else too i, I feel like they they played their agent parts yeah. well and your femme fatale favorite <laughs> oh yeah she was she was very strange i forget her name it was satana satana which is like her real name yeah it's her real last name uh, she's been in other movies she's like a japanese actress but it was i don't know it's like they try to emphasize that too much yeah or she just seemed strange i don't know yeah I don't know. I, I, I think they would try to make her look oriental too much mm -hmm. or Asian or whatever she yeah. was supposed to be. It was funny because all of the spies were actually foreign. There was a, I mean, we looked it up. One guy was from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. But she, in the movie he was Mexican or yeah, something. No, they, I think they said he was Mexican. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then and, you have her that's a Japanese character. Yeah. But we don't know what she was. She just ended right. government. I guess. Some, just being racist now. <laughs> right. I mean, she could have been Chinese. She, I, That's true. Honestly, it, it did look like she was trying to be like a geisha with the like super white face that she had. Right. So I, I just don't know anything. And, and then, then you had the Italian dude that was basically, he just looked like a mobster. Right. And he, he apparently was from uh, Hungarian or Italian. I think he's actually Italian in real life, but I think he was supposed to be from... Hungary? No, because uh, remember the Hungarian was the guy that got ran over. Oh, right. You you mentioned that before. Yeah. Right. Okay. So then I don't know. Yeah, probably Italian. He did say some words and some other language. I'm it sorry. I don't literally know said it. foreign language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, if you know, if you've seen the movie, let us know. We, <laughs> yeah. we don't know what he was supposed to be. But there was like, I guess some government from the from uh, Satana had hired these uh, other individuals to help uh, retrieve the information so that they could make their own astromen. And you know these are international spies, and then in the end, um, the Italian guy, whatever his name was, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. He uh, he's gonna betray them, and then it's mm -hmm. like it's like a two second scene. It's yeah. like no, my there's other governments that'll pay more than your government, and then she like kicks the gun out of his hand, and is like, oh no, and then Juan, his name was Juan, right? Juan, yeah, yeah, Juan comes in, pulls out his knife, is like, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you, and then he kills him, and that was it. That was like, well, that was a quick betrayal. Yeah. There was no point to that. Yeah. I, I feel like it was. They didn't. Build I didn't it feel up. like his character was strong to make that scene matter. Yeah. Like he just got bitched around most of the entire movie. Yeah. Like, he was like some servant, and then here he comes at the end. Oh, I'm gonna betray you. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> like instantly shut down. <laughs> like yeah. But again, I feel like they all did a pretty good, pretty good job. Uh, there was one scene that I feel like the acting was a little lackluster was when the, the astral zombie was stabbing the assistant. Mm -hmm. And one of the scenes, 
when they they showed like a close him actually stabbing her he was going very slowly mm-hmm. and it didn't look like he was actually stabbing her it was like he was just doing the motion yeah like you can slowly. tell he cupped it in his hand and he's just hitting her with his hand yeah but it didn't even look like he was hitting her uh-huh. it just looked like he was bringing his hand down like this is the motion that i'm supposed to be doing right yeah mm-hmm. okay all right guys and then someone just happened to record it and they kept it in but then when they cut away to like the shadow you could like he was bringing his hand oh, yeah. down man like boom 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 and i was like oh even what? that scene lasted too long like by the time you know blood squirted on the wall and she stopped moving and then yeah. we got like another 10 seconds of him just stabbing her yeah. just to make sure right yeah <laughs> a lot of the scenes i feel lasted too long yeah they're the driving scenes and then there was a scene when they were at the restaurant where they did the the bar trick where he like stacked yeah. a spoon and a and a fork and then lit some some matches or something i don't know what and these mean. were the cia agents that were right. kind of i don't even know why they were there they were just relaxing there's their time off oh that's right I well guess. the other two guys were working doing their thing uh and they got killed they got captured by the spies and then murdered. that's right the guys that were tapping the line or whatever yeah but that scene with the the drinking completely pointless like no point to it whatsoever other than to show them doing the bar trick right it's it, I, again i feel like Someone was recording, uh, maybe they, they were on break or something, and they he actually did that, and they're like, hey, let's put that in the movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. It just seems so random. Yeah. And there was a lot of scenes when they cut back to Dr. DeMarco, where he literally just got back to explain how he was, the, how the experiment was going, mm-hmm. or how he did his experiment, not even how it was going. And then it would cut away. And we're just like, why, though? It's like you've explained it too much. And then there's other too ones many times. where it would focus on him and then he would go to like the board that they made all techie mm-hmm. and he would go turn some knobs and flip some switches and science happened. Yeah. <laughs> but that like, I don't know. It's I too, felt like too that much. was too much. Yeah. It was way too much. Too much <laughs> dead, dead air or just sciencey things happening or just pointless scenes. But overall... What are, what are your final thoughts on this? I still thought it was somewhat entertaining. I mean, I'm not going to like shit on it for being a B film or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was made. The acting was decent. The mm-hmm. music was really good. So it kind of kept yeah. you entertained for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like obviously once you start seeing some of those repetitive scenes, you're like, ah, come on, keep going. Like you just want to help move the movie along just so you can find out the rest. So right. it still keeps you in, but I feel like it's just a little slow. Mm hmm. I think for me, um, I would have liked to see to have seen more of the Astro Zombie himself. Mm-hmm. He was only in like two murders in the beginning. I mean, the four of my things, <laughs> right? <laughs> Plus the final scene, I guess that was yeah. expected, right? And then the the two at the very very end, like the last fifteen minutes, is when the Astro yeah. Zombie is actually there. But that's when everybody converges. So it's spies and agents and the Astro Zombies and the scientists. So I don't know, but I I kind of wanted to see more of that yeah. most of the murders that happened were from the spies and the agents killing each other mm-hmm. rather than the astro zombie himself which is why i feel like this isn't really a horror movie yeah it felt like um he was just tagged on he's like hey guys i'm here too yeah. i'm killing stuff come on Dude, pay attention that's like the old school game oh what was that game we played what with the with the old um survival like pre-battle royales and all that Oh, Daisy. Daisy, yeah. Oh. Where it was like the focus was the zombie, but it ended up being, you know, players that really mattered. Right. Because so they were the ones the killing zom- everyone. Yeah. So the zombies were a nuisance. Right. And that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's how it felt. And yeah. I, I just feel, I felt bad for the Astro Zombie. It's yeah. like, 
uh you got you know you guys know that there is an astro zombie out there in the world probably murdering people <laughs> and you guys are just like nah we want dr demarco like it's smart that they went for you know the main person in charge of all this i guess instead of seeking out the zombies but they never mentioned or confirmed that once they shut him down they'll stop so yeah. we didn't know that kind of until right. the end okay and i thought that was dumb that that was dumb at the very end like he he dr demarco literally had a like a giant fuse box where he could probably just flip a switch yeah. and kill the astro zombies completely and i was like wait so he he knowingly let this creature escape he can flip a switch and kill him but he doesn't yeah. until the very end when it affects him directly yeah. now that these spies are here to steal his research what an asshole <laughs> i can see why they wanted this guy dead why they let him go at first i was like he's just trying to do good like yeah. you know just throw him a couple dead people at him whatever this is science for the advancement of mankind but no in the end it's like oh no you really are just an asshole <laughs> yeah so yeah there you go i again yeah. i i don't want to shit on the movie either i thought it was pretty entertaining yeah. overall a good like spy versus agents and yeah. it's a little sci-fi mixed in yeah. and yeah I, I think it's fine i think it's worth a watch a little slower yeah. paced so mm -hmm. don't expect too much um and there was a lot of parts where it was quiet so you know just sound effects or some you know dead air but mm -hmm. nothing unusual for movies of that time right okay and uh yeah that's it so for next week uh we're watching a movie since Clemente's not here i got to pick it <laughs> we're gonna watch transmorphers <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again, reading the synopsis off of uh, Amazon Prime here, it says, Driven underground by alien robots, humanity's last hope for survival rests in a ragtag group of humans with a plan to destroy this mechanical horde once and for all. Is this the first one? I feel, I feel like there's a lot of text that I can't really see. And once and for all makes it seem like there had been others. But no, I think this is the first one. Mm. So this also has like multiple... I think there's at least a Sequels? sequel. I think there's oh, wow. one at least. But uh, we'll find out more about that next so week. So that one's probably going to be better. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, so let's come up with a drinking rule for this. Uh, why don't you give us one for, for next week since Clem's not here? Uh, we want to come up with one. Every time one transmorphs? I don't even know <laughs> what that is. Uh, that's true. It, they do look like Transformers. I think yeah. this is a ripoff of Transformers. So I feel like... They will trans. I mean, every morph? time one just like, I don't know, morphs, transforms, okay. you know. It transforms you know. in some way. Yeah, sure. there you go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, mm, I hope there's more than one. It says mechanical horde. Mm. So every time they kill a transmorpher, mm -hmm. and that's going to be my rule. Cool. And then when Clemente comes back, he, he gets the scraps. We'll see what he says. <laughs> um, and if you want to give us a drinking rule, uh, listener. You can do that. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can, you can send us a message there at B-Film Brew Crew, and uh, we'll probably use it as a drinking rule for next week. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, again, I was Oscar, and that Ed was... Edgar. And thanks, Edgar, for joining us. And again, you no can problem. find him on the All Strength, No Ant podcast or the Unexplorers. You can look that up, uh, iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. And you can find us there, too. So thanks again. I'll see you next time. Bye. Later.